when I was little, I used to go on these long overnight road trips with my dad. Uh, we used to go down to this place in the southern part of Oregon uh, to do like a duck hunting trip with a couple of his brothers. The whole family would be down there. But it was always, we would have to leave it Friday night after one of my high school football games. So we're talking, you know, 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night. My dad and I grab a pizza, load into the truck and drive like nine hours across the state of Oregon in the middle of the night so we can get there and hunt the next morning. And one of the coolest things that always happened was my dad had a CB radio because he worked in the timber industry and he was always talking to truckers. He would turn that thing on and I would get more entertainment out of it back then than I would out of listening to talk radio. And you guys know I spent 10 years in radio as a career. I'm a little bit of a radio nerd. Way easier for me to nerd out on the CB radio than it was on talk radio. Uh, I loved it and I can't wait to talk about CB radio culture today. So let's do it. Hit the intro. Listen to stories from the road. This is Unplugged. OTR on the 104 Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Unplugged OTR. As always, I am your host, Marcus, and thank you so much for joining us on the program today. We are talking about the CB radio, an integral part of trucking back in the day and one that uh, still makes its way into the talks here from time to time in the present day, even though people are really trying to let mobile phones take that over, and I hate that about it. Joining me on the podcast today is Maria, and uh, Maria, I actually have uh, some CB handle ideas for you, and I was wondering if you had some for me and Caleb as well, so we'll get to that in just a second as soon as we introduce Caleb, also joining us on the show today. A little bit of a convoluted intro. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Hi, Marcus. (laughs) there Caleb is so we thought this would be a great idea you guys let's give each other CB handles Maria you go first because you had to actually trim your list down which means that you were doing a lot of homework yeah oops um so nerd um, (laughs) my first name for Caleb is Captain Caloric Intake (laughs) I did have some input from our sound producer Mike thanks I like that uh Captain Caloric Intake he's also the open road hustler Okay, and what's what's behind that? Like, is there a reason for open road hustler? No, no. my I, brain cells left the building Marcus. for that one. Um, also, he's heckin' hammerhead. Ooh, that's, that's the right. winner. That's the winner, heckin' hammerhead. There was one more because he is lovingly known as this on the podcast as Professor Pickle Park. <laughs> I couldn't oh, leave it off. Oh, yeah. So uh, now we have Marcus. We have Magnum Blackbeard. Ooh, Magnum Blackbeard. I like that. That kind of makes me sound like a mix between a pirate um, a Top Gun character, and also just, you know, me. It was Top Gun inspired for sure. Um, and okay. you are also Duck Daddy. Duck Daddy oh, makes ho, sense. Ho. I'm covered in Oregon duck gear right now. And you uh, are also Bear Bait. Bear Bait. And I think we'll oh. get to that later on in the podcast because that one is actually truly a CB radio uh, slang there. It is. That is a good one. Bear bait. Yeah. Meaning that I am, uh, I'm the one that's heavy on the gas, Caleb. I'm out there trolling for bears, if you know what I mean. And, uh, mm. bears, of course, in CB radio talk going to be cops. Yeah. Heck yeah. I-, I bet you do speed. I do. We've covered that. I, I'm, I'm a verified yeah. speeder and I'm okay with it. I'm going straight to hell, Caleb. What are your CB <laughs> handles for me and Maria? Oh, well, I, took it back to Maria's roots of Dairy Queen. And I thought, I well, she she could be driving Miss Dairy, like driving Miss Daisy, except <laughs> driving Miss Dairy. And so that's that's my favorite for Maria. But I also have the tattooed tractor because Ooh. she lives on a farm and there's also tractors on the back of her truck. And she has so many tattoos. Uh, and she loves Mexican food, so she could be called the Queso Queen. <gasps> Ooh, all accurate, truly. Those are all Mm -hmm. really good. And I will tell you, I went the Dairy Queen route on mine too, but we didn't pick anything the same, which is awesome. So Beautiful, (laughs) beautiful. For you, Marcus, I had Duck Daddy, actually, which is really interesting. I know. Well, you are the daddy of all ducks. So there you go. I wear that proudly. Yeah, whatever. I also had (laughs) one that was like kind of, uh, reverse that because like what's the opposite of a duck I don't know but I think a chicken is so I called you the chirping chicken because you never shut up okay oh, oh, I could, oh aggressive I could see you just like keying down all day long and just chirping in all the driver's ears it would be terrible man 
and then throwback to our time in the truck stop shower episode. And I, I love this phrase, uh, the shower steamer. And I think you would be called the shower steamer. <laughs> and so here comes the shower steamer down I-5, baby. The shower uh, steamer. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. Well, there you go. You guys covered all my personality traits there. The beard, the ducks, and speeding. That's pretty much everything about me. Plus, uh, <laughs> I steam a few showers in my day. Oh, but I yeah. don't waffle stomp, and we covered that too. So that's on Hell record. No. Maria, I I thought the Dairy Queen was just a good one for you. Ooh. I don't know if they'd be very happy with it. There's probably somebody out there that already thinks they go by that name, but it's reserved for you. The <laughs> other Dairy Queen one I had was just Blizzard. Ooh. I just thought Blizzard would be a good one for you. Um, Mysterious. Mainly because you're always eating blizzards. That's all. It's It doesn't have any, there's no guys, deep meaning to this. You guys are making me want a blizzard so bad. I might have to take a pit stop after this. The second one I came up with for you, Maria, is Midnight Oil. And I did Midnight oh. Oil because you put in a lot of hours uh, all the time. You're just always working on various projects, projects for the podcast, projects in your uh, in your home life. Like you've always got something going on. So I feel like you burn the midnight oil a lot. So I like that one. Accurate. And the third one, I was kind of close, Caleb. The I, I wanted to go the tattoo route as well. And you're mm -hmm. probably going to hate this because it sounds like a, it almost sounds like a Disney movie character, but I went with Inky. <laughs> Inky? Inky? Inky. It's yeah. cute. Oh it's like the squid gosh, from Nemo. Good. Yeah, there that's you a good go. one. <laughs> uh, Caleb, yours I had a little bit of fun with. Um, oh, oh really? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> the first one's kind of akin to your shower steamer for me, um, but a little bit more simple and on the nose. We're just going to call you Cucumber. Uh, oh, I almost went so the Cucumber <laughs> route. Good one. You won't get in the same room as a cucumber. That's that's one one thing there. But uh, number two, number cruncher. I thought that you you know you enjoy doing like numbers. You enjoy all this financial stuff, and to to just you know call you on the radio and call you number cruncher. I feel like would be very fitting. Mm -hmm. True. I get that. You like that? I I could kind of tell by the look on your face that you were okay with that one. That's a sexy name. That's a yeah. sexy name. <laughs> This last one came from uh, our podcast on love. Uh, I was going to call you leave room for Jesus. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> that's right. Leave, leave room, room for, for Jesus. Jesus. Don't yes, tailgate me. Leave room for Jesus. Because you said it's okay to leave a little room for Jesus, but you can't leave too much room for Jesus. Exactly. So. <laughs> I'm surprised none of you said rug boy because I was thinking you guys would just like come up with rug boy for that one from... Our jobs episode. I was trying to think of something for your race car bed. Mm. Man, it was hard. And thinking of things for like you not eating foods until later in life. And then I was like, nah, we got to go simple. How about this? Oh, we'll call man. your rug burn. Ooh. Oh, okay. okay. Can you imagine like having somebody come up behind you and be like, this is leaving room for Jesus behind <laughs> you. Like, can you imagine? <laughs> oh my gosh. That'd be a weird thing to hear over the CV, man. Well, that decides it. Um, your leave room for Jesus. Uh, I don't know what. It, what do you guys or what? What is mine? Which of those are we gonna pick for me and let them stick? Oh, you're Duck Daddy. We both. We both yeah. wrote it. You have to be Duck Daddy. Yeah. Okay. And for yeah. Maria, Caleb, what, what do you think? Which one did you like the we best? We both had a Dairy Queen one, but we might have some like copyright and trademark uh, infringements with Dairy Queen. So. I feel like the blizzard is cool. It's super mysterious. We might have to do something like drive and miss dairy because I feel um, like otherwise blizzard or dairy queen could be trademarked. So and midnight oil makes her seem too badass. Like midnight oil makes her sound like dare she's gonna you? kick I'm the your most ass badass. in an alley. Yo, Maria's badass. You know? I am midnight oil. <laughs> it's decided. Veto all of your opinions. I am the midnight oil. So as you might imagine, you'll hear some pretty wacky things over the CB, especially if you're on late at night, uh, you're out there, uh, you know, people are tired, people are talking, trying to keep themselves awake. And, uh, you know, we, we saw a little post on Rubberside Down about the strangest thing you've ever heard come over the CB radio. So I went and did some homework and uh, I have compiled a little list of uh, comments here. And I got to be honest with you guys, this has been the hardest censorship job that I've ever done. Like most <laughs> of these, I would say six out of 10 of them are not of the ones that I picked, but six out of 10 of the full uh, compliment like pile are sexual. 
very hey, sexually driven. Hey, don't censor it too much. She can leave a little room for Jesus, but not too much, man. Remember that's that. Right. That's, that's our guy right there. Appropriate that's our amount guy. for Jesus. So one that came up more times than any other comment uh, is just somebody saying on their radio, I ain't got no panties on. What the and, hell does uh, that mean? It just means that you're you're down for the night. You've put on your pajamas. You're going to sleep. Like it's your day's <laughs> over. You're at the truck stop and you're signing off. And that's a dangerous oh, thing to say outside of a CB radio. It, <laughs> it is. It really is. But it sounds like this comes from like one guy that used to say it all the time, and then it kind of snowballed and propagated, and now it's a known thing in in CB culture. But I think it started sometime in like the eighties or something like that. I like it. Okay. Uh, so we saw I ain't got no panties on a lot. Um, Sean tells us, he said, I was stuck in a mill and some old fella said, quote, man, I got a boo-boo. Does anyone have any poo-poo paper? Well, lovely. lovely. <laughs> Hopefully he found his poo-poo paper. I just, why are you calling that out on the radio? Like, who's going to be like, yeah, take two lefts and a right. You'll see me in the red truck. Like, no, you, if you've got to go that bad, you don't have time to pull off at this exit and get toilet paper. And wait for someone. Yeah. Are you going to wait for someone to respond before you go find your own toilet paper? Exactly. Uh, Samantha says that she still hears a candy cane every now and then, which is a little bit of a dated reference for you guys. Caleb, have you seen that movie? Um, Again, I am like a fetus, so please do not make <laughs> references that are older than the 2000s. Uh, Maria, have you seen the movie that features Candy Kane? No, sir. Okay, so that movie was called Joyride. It was a 2001 sort of horror movie with Steve Zahn and Paul Walker. And uh, there was a truck that would be following these kids on their road trip, and he would always be on the CB, and he called himself Candy Kane. Or he tried Ew. to get somebody that was that he called candy cane i don't remember it starts off with like a girl talking on the cb flirting with this trucker and he becomes a murderous asshole so don't ever watch it if you have like a great movie lovely that (laughs) kind of fear in the back of your mind because we are talking about cbs that movie kind of centers on it how about joshua here he says back about 20 years ago i heard quote will the driver of the truck i left my teeth in let me know so i can come back and get them uh (laughs) This one had a string of comments below commenting on the comment, and uh, basically what I could gather from it is that this was a lot lizard that stopped in at somebody's truck, took her teeth out, oh my maybe God. maybe did some gumming, I don't know, and then when she left for the night, she forgot to put her teeth back in, so they're just rolling around on somebody's dashboard on I-80. I um, imagine that driver immediately threw those teeth out the window. Yeah. <laughs> Are we sure you should be a lot lizard if you're having to take your teeth out? I don't know. I mean... Hey, man. <laughs> I, it gives you a whole second price structure. Like, this is the price with the teeth in. Did we accidentally just stumble upon gold? <laughs> this is the price with the teeth out. You know? <laughs> extra extra charge. David shares with us this advice that he hears a lot on the radio. Be careful, be safe, and don't put your fingers where you won't put your face. Um, Great advice. You know? <laughs> Great advice. I, I'm finding myself speechless at these comments at this moment in time because they really make you think. Man, that should have been my high school yearbook quote when I was a senior. Uh, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if you would have been able to come back from that, Caleb. Yeah, you're right. Oh, man. Um, this one, I guess, is a guy that is, he, his name is Mud Duck in the Desert, and he is very well known in- Mud Duck um, in, in the yes. Desert. That's like the most badass, like crazy name ever. Oh, my so, gosh. Mud duck is a term for somebody who has a bad connection. They're coming in very muddy and you can't really hear them. I guess that mud duck in the desert likes to say he he has. Oh, yeah. He says, be safe on those highways and byways. He has like a tagline. And from what I can gather, a lot of these people really hate this guy. Like you could tell he's enjoying doing what he's doing. But the community at large wishes he would shut the hell up forever. (laughs) Um there's yeah. a guy in Iowa. This apparently the mud duck is somewhere down in the desert, you know, Arizona, New Mexico area. But there's people that hear him all the way up in Iowa and get really upset about it because he has a really strong transmitter and he <laughs> reaches a wide audience, oh, obviously. Man. That's how I relate to I relate to those people because I want Duck Daddy to shut up sometimes <gasps> and he doesn't. How so, dare you? Know. <laughs> Uh, Clay says about Mud Duck in the Desert, everything that dumb fuck says from New Mexico on Channel 19, I get tired of listening to that window licker tie up the channel. <laughs> window 
no liquor. People have some strong thoughts about mud duck in the <laughs> desert, okay? Let's see here. This one, Chris says, a driver and I were running through Texas and came up to where we had to split ways. He said, they call me skinny nipples. I had so many questions, but not enough time to get any answers. <laughs> skinny nipples? I also have, uh, uh, I have a lot of questions. Skinny in what way? And nipple uh, there ways. was no answers. He, he that's the thing is this, we uh, this need is answers. why CBs are so great is once they split ways, there's no way to get those answers anymore. Oh, that's infuriating. Now we don't know D- about the skinny nipples. David shares that Fluffy the Light Load Lumper uh is somebody that calls <laughs> on his channel from time to time. And a little bit of CB lingo for you guys that you might not have known about. Uh Donnie says a guy said I got to do a 10200 and Donnie was like, what are you talking about? I don't know what 10-200. And he says, refer to your CB manual call signs. 10-100 is I got a pee. 10-200 is I got a poop. So it's like doing a one and a two. There's ah. a lot of poop talk on this CB radio situation. Yeah, it was that or just um, you guys could probably file charges on me for sexual harassment with the things I would have had to say into a microphone to you. So <laughs> I'm sorry about the toilet humor, but trust me, it, it was dirtier. This guy says, riding through Baltimore at like 1 a.m. and it's raining pretty bad. This guy starts rapping on the CB and I just joined in and it lasted for like 10 minutes. I, I would tell you right now, don't do that. I know it felt cool to you, but you and the other guy rapping were the only two people that enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I'm sorry. If I hear like Walmart budget rate rap, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not doing it. Um, not on the CB anyway. Uh, there's a ton more of these guys. Go check out Rubber Side Down. If you want to find this, you could read these comments for hours and stay entertained. Um, we only have time for so many, and there's a lot more gems in there. So go check it out. Joining us today on Unplugged OTR is Scott Beals. He goes by the CB handle Jughead, and he's been at H&M for two years coming up in March. Scott, thanks so much for joining us, man. How are you doing today? My pleasure. Now, I understand uh, you spent some time in the Army, served 22 years uh, in in the Army, and thank you for your service first and foremost, but uh, can you tell me a little bit about what you did in the Army, how it relates to what you do now? I drove a truck in the Army. Everything the Army had on wheels, I had a license to drive. And how many countries did that take you through that you drove in, Scott? Germany, Belgium, Netherlands, Holland, Spain, Austria, Italy, France, Canada, Mexico, Lower 48. Wow. Wow. That's wow. incredible. I, they're all on my bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you have a favorite place, Scott, that you drove? Uh, yes. I, drove, uh, I love driving Germany. You love driving in Germany. There is a speed limit in Germany. A lot of people think, oh, no, no. Uh, there is no speed limit on the Autobahn. Well, for cars, that's correct. But for trucks... It's 55 miles an hour or 88 kilometers. And you can't drive on weekends, big trucks, unless you have a permit. Wow. Really? Of course, we pull in United States mail, so we have permits to run on weekends. That's that's really interesting because I didn't know that there were those kinds of regulations, and I did believe that the Autobahn allowed for trucks to drive as fast as they wanted to. So. <laughs> probably a good idea that they limit you a little bit but do you feel like 55 is kind of slow i do yeah most people do hey but it's 88 kilometers and you know what <laughs> they try to always trick you with the kilometers make you think it's faster than it actually that is. does sound pretty fast now scott i've kind of putting two and two together here but i'm assuming that your cb handle came from your time in the army yes uh no sir uh, i got my cb handle when i was growing up back in the 70s i uh put away a lot of hamburgers so they call me the jughead from the archies oh the archie oh comics. yeah the archie comic books yep yes. those are iconic i feel like every day that goes by there's a there's a 20 something that doesn't know about archie so let's test that theory caleb do you know about the archie comics uh, that flew over my head when he said that so i have i have no idea honestly oh the archie comics were so good Hey, thanks for calling me out, Marcus. I appreciate it. <laughs> you know what? You know I'm good for one of those every every day, Caleb. <laughs> I give you a little bit of family history: first ex-wife Army, second ex-wife Army, daughter Air Force, Army Reserve, her first husband Army, her second husband Army, my son Navy. Wow! So uh, a decorated military family all the way across the board. That's amazing. Well, it, from. Uh, unplugged OTR to your whole family. We we thank you all for the uh, service that you put in for our great country, Scott. I love this country. 
I just don't like the crooked politicians that runs it. We're with yeah, you. I feel there. I feel <laughs> there, Scott. Um, thank you for your service, by the way. And I, I just had a question for you. So is trucking a good second career, do you think, for someone who has been in the service? Yes, um, because that's what I did in the Army. Back in uh, 87 or 1987 or 1988, I had a, what they called specialty stripes. I was an E-5, but I was a specialist for transportation corps call we all and i had to go up to the battalion commander's office and take my spec five stripes off and took them from me and he gave them to me for mementos but he he said i don't want to ever see you with them again and put sergeant stripes on me because spec five spec sixes and spec sevens they took it out of the army and made us all hard stripes and on that day i became a squad leader and assistant platoon sergeant so uh, I had a lot of responsibility put on my shoulders. I was a spec five. The only thing I was responsible for was my vehicle and myself. Now I'm a sergeant squad leader. I'm in charge of 25 soldiers and 25 trucks or 25 vehicles, as we call them in the Army. So I had a lot of responsibility. Did you enjoy that? Sometimes, yes. Sometimes, no. When a, pri- <laughs> when, a pri- when a private would come up to me and say, Sergeant, that vehicle won't do what you said it would do. Give me the keys. Get in the passenger seat. I'll show you <laughs> it'll do what I said it would do. And then they would be totally amazed at what I can make you know, vehicles do. I imagine with a sample size of 25 people, there's probably some knuckleheads in there almost every time. So, uh, yeah, you know, maybe add to the stress load just a little bit, having all that extra responsibility. Now, I understand that you did some team driving at one point in time, too. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. I teamed with my wife. She has the same security clearance that I have. We know things, of course, that we cannot tell the public ever. We work for a company called Tri-State Motor Transit out of Joplin, Missouri. They've had a contract with the United States government hall for the military for over 80 years now. Wow. And we moved to a company called Landstar, and we worked over there for about two years. And then my wife had first heart attack, and she couldn't drive no more. So. Oh, no. But that ended the team business, and it seemed like I just couldn't make no money over at Landstar as a solo my truck was specially designed. It had a box right behind the cab of the truck, and uh, that was to haul. Uh, say, for instance, you got dynamite on the back of the truck, then you got blasting caps. You can't put blasting caps with dynamite, so you have to put separate them. <laughs> I mean, so you have to take uh, blasting yeah. caps and put it in the drum box. Now you get paid for two loads instead of one. That is a deal. A two-for-one deal. Heck yeah. yeah. Now, I know you said that there's some things that you can't share with the public, but technically we're not the public right now because we're <laughs> in this little podcast. So is there any way that you could maybe just dish a tiny bit, Scott, or, or tell us that, uh, you know, anything fun about that? Are aliens real? Yeah, Are right. aliens <laughs> real? <laughs> well, I can tell you this. We went to Area 51 three times. Ooh. That's exciting. That's interesting. That sounds like a veiled, a slightly veiled yes. So I'm Aliens going with it. Are All right. Real. Got so it. you're saying there's okay. a chance, Scott. Okay. <laughs> and if you ever wonder where Area 51 is, I'll ask you the question. Do you actually know where it's at? I'll give you a. Is it New Mexico? Uh, no, no, it's it's in it's in Nevada somewhere, right? It's Nevada. not too far away from uh, what is it like Nellis Air Force Base? Is that am I close? You're close. It's uh, north of. Las Vegas, which is Nellis Air Force Base, correct. I can tell you That's, that. I did not know that. So now it's time to go on a, a field trip. Yeah, and there's a NASCAR track out there, too, so you can catch a race. And uh, you can, while you're waiting for the different things to happen during the race, if you're high enough up in the stands, you can see the base, and you can see planes taking off and landing from over there, which is pretty cool. It's 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 a very barren area. There's not a lot to look at out there, but the Air Force Base and the NASCAR track are cool. But uh, don't get too close to Area 51. They do not uh, appreciate visitors unannounced. <laughs> I can imagine. Well, they don't want people. They don't want people seeing the aliens, Scott. We know. We know you've confirmed it with us here on this well, podcast today. So and I tell you what, they thank have, you for they doing have a pretty that. Pretty good thing going. I'm. I'm pretty much the same way. Unannounced visitors are not my favorite either, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> 
they do a, seem like they do approach you with weapons, and uh, they do have rounds in the chamber. So it, oh. would, it wouldn't be a too pleasant experience, should we say it that way. I can't imagine. I can say that I don't do that with my unannounced visitors, but I will not be visiting Area 51 that way. It's one way to cut back on unannounced visitors is a round in the chamber, Maria. That's one very effective strategy. I'm learning so much today. I feel so educated. Scott, you're a big CB guy, and we're talking about CB uh, radios and CB culture today on the show. I mean, you've got your your, uh, handle, Jughead. What's your favorite thing about a CB radio? A lot of drivers are starting to get away from CB radios, and I think that's a mistake. Like that incident happened down in uh, Fort Worth a couple years ago. I may not be exactly on money for uh, They had like 20 or 30 vehicles piled up down there. If they were somebody on the CB, they could have said, hey, there is an incident down there. Uh, you need to find a way around because uh, the freeway is messed up right now. Uh, that's an advantage of having a CB. When I first started in the CB business, you had to have a license or call letters to be on the CB. My call letters are KAAX 5828. And uh, I still have my license and my call letters for the CB radio. That's really neat. That is really neat. And I don't I don't know much about CB radios, but is there like a specific channel that you settle on or how do you do that? The channel for truckers is 19. The channel for emergencies is channel 9. A lot of your CBs now has a switch up there that you can just flip the switch and you're automatically on channel 9. And sometimes the police monitors channel 9 as well as other emergency people monitors channel 9. So my question is then, if there's different things on different channels, so you have your trucker channel and then you have your emergency channel. Say you're sitting on the trucker channel and you miss something on the emergency channel. How do you make sure to get all of your information from all of your different avenues? Okay. Emergency channel, you don't go on that unless you've got an emergency. Uh, It's not a good idea just to sit on the channel 9 and listen. The rest of the channels... When I was growing up, uh, Channel 11 used to be, we called it the combat channel. And that's where a lot of us hung out when I was growing up. And a lot of people don't know about CB antennas. Antennas has got SWRs, which is standard wavelength. You have to have your CB antenna uh, set up so that your SWRs is not above two. Don't want it above two. If you get it on above two to three, then you you can burn your finals up in your CB. A lot of us put, uh, we turn the screws on our CB. CB's out of the box. Most of them pushes like 2.5 watts. Mine pushes five to six watts. That's impressive. And then I've got kind of like a reverb in there I can put echo into on my CB. So. <laughs> This is why I feel like I would be great on a CB, you guys, because I like to do stuff with my voice on the microphone. I like to, I, but I also like to hear myself talk. Oh, so people like Marcus, Scott would be really annoyed with me. If you are on the CB, man, I am turning you off because <laughs> I can't listen to you while I'm driving down the road, I'm man. Keying down on you, Caleb. I was kind of, I, uh, I was talking to one of you guys, and I was kind of worried. I think he called me the other day. I think it was yesterday, and I said, "Are you sure I'm going to be okay on radio?" He said. Uh, on the podcast. He said, I got a feel for you. I can feel people out and know how they do on the radio. Yep, that was me. And I'm uh, so far so good. That that's little spidey I, sense hasn't missed yet. And yeah. uh, correct <laughs> with you as well. I'm glad he can feel you out but not feel you up because I'd be very concerned if that was the case. But <laughs> yeah, Well, we got a lady on here, so Scott, uh, she may get upset at us and, uh, and start swearing at us or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> You know, it may right. happen. You're driving with a lady right now, then? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, I got Clyde. No, me. I, I got a stuffed gorilla over there, and his name is Clyde. A stuffed gorilla. <laughs> oh, man. How did Amazing. you get a stuffed gorilla? How did that become your uh, partner in crime there? Uh, my wife got it for me. He's buckled in the seatbelt just like a regular person, and he's got a safety vest on like I do, 
and he, at nighttime, when I'm sleeping, he's guarding the truck. He had tendency, he somehow know he don't like the Georgia State Patrol. He he throws banana peels out at them. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. No, it just it's just Clyde. Just, just Clyde. Clyde. Just Clyde. Just Clyde. Hey, that. that's it classic. Could be the, it could be the mobster. The, I like the it. Mobster. Clyde the mobster. The mobster. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, well, I'd throw banana peels if I was going through Atlanta, too, man. Their traffic is terrible there. Oh, yeah. You were talking about your CB and uh, how powerful it is. And so I guess I know there's different types. What is, like, the brand of your CB that you use? Well, uh, the CB brand that was brought in CBs to most of us truckers is the Cobra. The Cobra was made by a company called Uniden. Uniden tried to muscle in on the Cobra, but it didn't work out. Uh, most of your uh, truckers prefers the Cobras. You can do more with the Cobra than 29 LTD Classic, and you can got more room in there, and you can do a lot of stuff to it. You can put different channels in, like it. We call it the uppers and lowers below channel 19 or up above channel 19. Walmart down in Arkansas, of course, I'm from Arkansas as well, and they run below channel 19. There's a highway that uh, US 64 that runs from Memphis to Ball Knob, Arkansas. I run that road quite often myself. What what kind of range does a CB have? Like I, I I'm up here in Oregon. I couldn't just click over and and talk to Maria in Indiana with any old CB, right? No, not unless you had what they call a ham radio, and you have to have a license for that for sure. Now you don't really have to have a license for a CB, and a lot of people have got away from the CBs because of the foul language and the way people treat each other. You can see that in the way that people treat each other on the street and the crime has got out of out of control or brand of government now let me get something clear with you i am a soldier that means i have to respect the office of the president i have to defend that office and i have to obey the orders that comes out of there because that is my commander-in-chief my oath that i took when i joined the military 1976 it don't expire does not expire at all. So I'm bound by that. I don't mean I have to like who's sitting there. I wanted to get that clear with you. Understood. Yeah, well, thanks for, yeah, it's very respectable. You seem like you have served this country very well, Scott. And I, I do have another question because you were, we were talking about the CBs and the, the foul language that comes up. Do you keep your CB on even when you're not driving? No. When I'm uh, going to go to sleep, or when I'm back in the bunk, just kind of like, um, we call it unwinding, I uh, turn the CB off Yeah. and turn the television on. And I got a 22-inch flat-screen TV with a DVD player on it. And I'm pretty well set in this truck. Most of the time, I got about two weeks' worth of groceries in this truck. I got electric skillet, George Foreman grill, uh, crock pot, microwave. I'm thinking about taking my microwave out and putting uh, air fryer in my truck. Ooh, I love Ooh. a good air fryer. And, uh, good correct idea. me if I'm wrong, but you drive a Volvo, correct? Yes. At first, I didn't think I was going to like the Volvos. We had a lot of owner-operators at Tri-State that had a lot of problems with the Volvos. But this makes a second Volvo that I drove for H&M. I don't know what they do different to their trucks, but... These Volvos that uh, H&M has has served me and served me well. And I love that kitchen table that we have downstairs. I sleep upstairs on the top bunk, and I love <laughs> that kitchen table downstairs. And Caleb's making a face over here, Scott, because you said downstairs and upstairs. You mean you have a bunk up top that goes above your dinette, correct? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, <laughs> Caleb was like, upstairs. I was thinking here for a second. I was like, man, Scott's got a basement in his truck, and he's got a second floor he's and a, a third floor house. and a balcony. I was like, man, I got to get me one of these trucks. Believe it or not, they make trucks that has, uh, we call it a mini apartment on them. That's all they are is an apartment truck. And they've got everything in their trucks. Even got a shower. Well, it sounds like you've got everything in yours. That's the only thing I don't have, a shower. 
I have a porta potty in the truck. <laughs> yeah, something that disappoints me quite a bit is some of our shippers and receivers don't treat us like human beings. They, well, you got to go out, outside in the porta potty, but you got a porta potty in your truck. I don't like to use the porta potty in my truck because it smells the truck up. I'm not the cleanest guy in the world like you are, young lady, but. Um, I'm honored that you think I am clean. Most of you ladies are. <laughs> uh, we try to be. When I was growing up, uh, we put, us country boys, puts our ladies up on a pedestal. I like that. You don't raise your hand to hit a young lady. When my daughter was oh, at a, fia- a fiance, I told him, I says, can I argue with my daughter? You can fight with my daughter, but don't you ever lay a hand on my daughter. I'm in the perfect job. Amen. I can be in in town, have a Saturday night special, and you will never be heard from again. He looked at me and he says, I take that as a threat. I said, no, sir. You take that as a promise. (laughs) That's damn right, Scott. Absolutely. Oh, man, I I love that story. I irritate my wife a little bit because every shirt that I have, almost every shirt I have has that United States flag on that left sleeve. Some of my shirts has uh, Arkansas Razorback patch underneath the American flag. It's a uh, Arkansas National Guard. I thought I was going to get in trouble for wearing it, but I talked to the commander of the Arkansas National Guard, and he said, you was a member of us for a while. Wear it proudly. I said, yes, sir. That's awesome. That's great. Well, I, I think it's good that you uh, you, you told your uh, daughter's boyfriend uh, how it was, because... I once had a cowboy, uh, I, was, I was in high school and I was trying to date a cowboy's daughter and the cowboy looked at me across the dinner table one time, Scott, and he said, I hear you're sniffing after my daughter. It's just me and him sitting there. Yeah. And I said, yes, yes, sir, I am. He said, she's sniffing back. And I said, I, I think so, sir. And he said, well, good. If she doesn't sniff back, then you leave her the hell alone. <laughs> I was like, okay, I can live with that. That is a totally reasonable request. I am scared for my life right now. Um, but you know what? It, it was, uh, it's important to set boundaries. Let's just put it that way. Well, my daughter, she, she insisted upon that there, uh, uh, meeting between me and him. I have fired three wives. So, yes, ma'am, you can think of something wrong with me. <laughs> You're probably right. Military, between the military and driving a truck has cost me quite a bit. I've sacrificed a lot of, quite a bit for this country, but I don't give up on this country. And you can ask me this. You know where my first wife lives now? Where? In my house with my current wife. Them two gets along. What? That's, that's unusual. Yeah. That is unusual, but I mean, kind of a blessing? Yeah. It is kind of a blessing because... My wife's health is starting to fail, so but the only way I can afford to pay bills is I have to continue driving. I tried to get off the road for about two years. I drove for a company called Uber Lyft, and I about went nuts. I had to go to a psychiatrist, military psychiatrist, and everything like that. So uh, my wife, she says, you want to get back on the road. That's where you belong. I said, okay. Here I am <laughs> on my bucket list. I knew I was going to drive a truck ever since I've been six years old. And my dream was to drive for J.B. Hunt out of Lowell, Arkansas. Really? Yes. I called J.B. Hunt up, and I got with them for about nine months, maybe a year. And I just wasn't making the money that I needed. Tri-State called me back. They said, we can take you a solo because you have skills. You know how to handle yourself. So a lot of times us solos would have to go fix messes that teams made. They got some teams over there that don't know what to do. So they was like 40, between 40 to 50 of us solos, and we'd have to go fix messes. And we haul hazardous waste. That was our specialty. I left Tri-State because it wasn't a family anymore. I like the old-style trucking family, and I got in touch with Sherry at H&M, and me and her talked for a little while. She said, let me see, a, let me check your record out. Call me back that afternoon. When can you come to work? And she said, you're going to be getting another phone call from 
Mr. Randy. I said, okay. Right, sure. He owns the company. Sure enough, about three hours, two or three hours later, Mr. Randy called me up. He said, welcome aboard. We would love to have a driver like you. Came on. I came on with H&M. This March will be two years ago. I enjoyed it. My driver manager or my dispatcher spent 20 years on the road. So the only thing I don't like about that is I can't bullshit him. See, <laughs> He's got you pegged. Well, you can try, Scott, just for funsies, right? You might as well throw one at him every now and then to see if he's still up on his game. Yeah, I uh, I kid him all the time. Like, I called him this morning. I said, hey, could you leave this appointment for 12 o'clock tomorrow in Omaha? He says, sure. I said, well, I'll probably missed your day up. Yeah, you always do. I said, that is the job of a uh-huh. commission officer. Always mess your day up. <laughs> <laughs> So, do you think that that makes uh, now your your dispatcher is uh, that you're talking about there is Terry, correct? Yes, yes, sir. And do you think that that experience that he has driving makes him a better resource for you while you're OTR? Yes, I can call him up and say, "Hey, look, the roads are closed," and most times he says, "I know," and I got a theory. I'm 65 years old. I don't need you to feel sorry for me. I chose driving a truck. And I'm pretty good at it. I'm not a professional. The day I become a professional will be the day I walk up to Mr. Terry. Here's your keys. Get me a rental car. I'm going on. I'm done. Because that's a day that you know everything. You learn something new all the time. That's a great mindset to have, especially at 65. I mean, if you're always trying to gain knowledge, you're always trying to build on that base of things with the a litany of life experience that you've had in all the places that you've seen. Uh, it's just such a great mindset to always be learning. Yeah. I feel like trucking keeps you on your toes a lot. And that begs the question, have you ever seen anything that you're just like super surprised by or any crazy stories from your years of driving? I don't know how to really explain it to you. When I first started driving, I drove for a company called Schneider National out of Green Bay, Wisconsin. Drove cab overs back then. We was in Colorado. I was on the Interstate 25. I think I was going north. State trooper come back there, and there's like two or three of us trucks together. He come back there, and he says, uh, can I get you guys to pull off on the side of the road and go around everybody and pull up there and block? Don't let nobody by. I said, sure. What you got going on? He says, uh, we got a traffic accident up there, and the lady uh, uh, been decapitated. Oh my gosh! Oh no! Just don't want the. We don't want the public to see that. Oh. Just uh, you, you truckers can handle things like that. Okay. And we went up there and blocked the road for him. They got the accident cleared up and they let us go. Had another incident on the CB. We was down in uh, Choo Choo, Chattanooga, Tennessee. We call. Uh, that one, choo-choo. And uh, a <laughs> uh, good voice came on the radio and says, Hey, you're driving that silver KW. Yes, sir. Uh, this is a state trooper behind you. Oh, you need me to pull over? No. There's going to be another uh, truck pulling up beside you. We want you guys to block car chase going on, and we want you to kind of hold the traffic back for a while. Yes, sir. Not a problem. Truckers... We used to be kings of the road. Nobody messed with us because if you messed with one of us, all of us was in on that deal. Or if one of us broke down on the side of the road, uh, say, for instance, fuel filter got clogged. There'd be four or five truck stop. One of them would have that fuel filter. We'd take it off, put a new fuel filter in there, get that truck primed, get it back on the road. But can't do that no more because we got such tight schedules and everything like that. And also, they discourage us from pulling over because, say, for instance, my tractor cost $200,000 when it was new. My trailer is about 30000 And then you may have a million dollars worth of freight on the back of the trailer. And you're responsible for all that. And you're pulling over for somebody, pulling over for somebody you don't know. They may be trying to steal your truck and trailer and your load. So... You have to be cautious of that nowadays. 
do you feel like the camaraderie still exists with truckers that it used to be? No. They are stabbing each other in the back for a dollar, and that ain't working. Say, for instance, uh, there is a load sitting in Salt Lake City. You got three trucks bidding on the load, and they'll go under each other to make sure they get that load. Even though it, it may not be profitable, that's a mistake they make. Is they're trying to get somewhere, and they're just trying to haul that load so they can get somewhere to get maybe their dedicated run, get back on their dedicated run so they can haul that load. But the camaraderie between truck truck drivers ain't there no more. I used to love sitting at the Petro and TAs, and we had a, most time we had a round table or a bar there. And a lot of us truckers would sit there, and they wouldn't let regular civilians sit there because they knew us truckers had a schedule that we had. And people used to get mad about that, too. And we used to have phones on our uh, on our table so we could call our customers or call our dispatchers to get our next load. And we'd have a notepad with us right down the directions and stuff like that, so. Do you feel like there's a, a way back to that type of mess with one duck and you get the whole flock mentality and kind of going away from this lone wolf mentality? Or do you feel like that's just the new world that you live in uh, where everybody kind of stabs each other in the back and nobody helps out? A lot of your big trucking companies want us. They don't want us talking to each other because this guy may have a load that, that I'd love to have taking me home or something like that. Just an example. And... They've got us fighting amongst each other, and, and they love that. So does our government. Our government, same way. Say, for instance, you got a protest. Uh, I don't know. I can't really give you an instance, but you got a protest. They will send somebody in. The government will send somebody in what we call false flags and to turn that protest into a riot, and then a whole country is against it that protest because now it turned ugly. A prime example of that was January 6th. Copy that. Well, uh, Scott, I think that we're getting kind of towards uh, being able to let you go here. We've, we've taken up quite a bit of your time at this point, but um, uh, did you guys have any last questions before we let Scott sign off here? I have one quick question for you, Scott. Taking it back to the camaraderie and CB days, did you have any favorite slang words that were used on CB radios that you just really loved using all the time? Gotta put me on the spot there. We got a lot of. We had, <laughs> this we is had, a quiz, Scott. <laughs> we had a lot of slang words. Uh, names of cities like uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee is choo choo. Choo choo. Nashville <laughs> is guitar. Chicago is windy city. Uh, Los Angeles is City of the Angels. Phoenix is just really the Phoenix. And uh, <laughs> Minneapolis, St. Paul is the Twin Cities. Oh, yeah. I got to know, did Indianapolis, Indiana have one? Yeah. Indy 500. Indy 500. Well, there you go. That's close to me. <laughs> what do you think you're I've been doing a little bit of homework on this. <laughs> uh where do you think you're going, bud? You're going to practice for the Indy 500 in the parking lot? <laughs> That's a problem we have We have in the uh, truck stops nowadays. People drive too fast in the truck stop, and your drivers can get hurt. And I don't want to see that. Uh, and then mm -hmm. when you're backing, backing up, a lot of our trucks don't have backup beepers on And so... You'll have trucks back driving right behind you as you got your four ways on backing up. I got a question for you guys. Yes, sir. What side of a semi should you never, never, ever pass on? The right. Right. Why? Because uh, you can't see as good out your right side as you can down your left side. So there's a big blind spots there, and you could turn almost it, it basically into me or try to turn around me and, and drag the trailer over me. Is that correct? That's correct. It doesn't matter who's right or wrong. That's out the window. That's gone. Uh, that truck gonna win every time. And that's yeah, true. The brick always beats the soda can. That's that's the way to remember it, right? Yeah. And you got four blind spots on a big truck, directly in front, directly behind, and on both sides, about where the uh, 
fuel tanks are. Now, why is it okay for a semi to pass another semi on the right? Think about what you said while ago. Uh, it's because he's sitting up higher, and you'll be able to you'll be able to see him in your mirrors. You can't see down low, but you can see up high. Right, and also, get back to the subject about CBs. We communicate with each other quite a bit. Oh, so. good point. Well, it sounds like Marcus has been doing his homework, nerd. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Well, uh, Scott, you left me with a sign-off the first time we talked on the phone, and it was awesome. And I want to give you a chance to go ahead and sign off with us the way that you would sign off with me on the phone. Uh, we'll tell you right now, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate all the uh, wisdom and knowledge that you've shared with us and you taking the time to uh, join us here on Unplugged OTR. The floor is yours, my friend. May the good Lord be with you wherever you may travel. Be well and be safe. As Spock used to say on Starship Enterprise, live long and prosper, my friends. Perfect, Thank Scott. You, That's Scott. It, it was buddy. so nice to meet that you. That was so good. I'm a crazy individual, but I love what I do. And a friend of mine told me this a long time ago. If you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life. That's right. That's absolutely right. Well, we can tell that you really enjoy it, and uh, we just really appreciate it once again, Scott. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on here and, and get to chat with you about all this stuff. You can talk. You can call me up anytime you want. Yes, sir. Don't tempt us with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Scott. Take care, buddy. Bye now. Great stuff from Scott there. It makes me wonder how many uh, CB aficionados have a sign-off like that because that sounds like something he would say as he's saying goodbye to somebody as they go north and he goes south. You know, it's a, it's a parting ways type sign-off. And you guys, we talked about it a little bit. I've done some homework, okay? I actually put in the time. Oh, he did the homework, everybody. Congratulations, Marcus. What do you want, a cookie? Oh, how the turntables. Yes, I would like one, Caleb, and let me explain why. Is because when I was a kid, I didn't have to do the homework because I was smart enough to get that shit done in class, so I got to have friends outside of school. Mm -hmm. Oh, One wow. day I'll tell you what it's like. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to mediate this next episode. Yeah, you might have to. No, uh, I, I, there's plenty of love between Caleb and I on most of the days that end in Y, just not today. Yeah, but don't say that because don't, some drivers might think we love each other in a different way because you call me cucumber. Yeah, and you call me skinny nipples. So Yeah. I so. cannot confirm or deny. <laughs> so here's what I've done for you guys. I've gone through a whole list of CB radio terminology and codes and everything like that, and I've put together five sentences that might come over the waves of a CB radio and you guys can translate them or at least do your best. Oh, great. I'm ready. Don't expect to do very well, okay? That's all I'm telling okay. you. I expect to get at least one right. I know nothing about CB like slang, so I will get nothing right. All right. Well, I'm just going to hit you with the first one here. Uh, 1023, we got an alligator off an anteater north of Beertown on 43. Whoa. <laughs> 1023, we got an alligator off an anteater north of Beertown on 43. Oh, my gosh. My brain can't even comprehend that. I'm assuming that they're talking about an alligator is a, a piece of tire that has escaped a, a blown tire. That is correct. So it's on the road. And um, I'm assuming that they're talking about an off-ramp. Yes? Uh, nope. Nope? Nope. Oh, this just got complicated. What the hell is Beer Town? You know, you think I'd be an auditory person if I was on a podcast, but I really am not. I need to see these like written out. Is 43 <laughs> referring to a road or is that its own slang? Uh, 43 is referring to a road. That is correct. Ooh, so ooh, let, ooh. let me just take you through this one. This will be kind of the training wheels one. But after that, I'm not helping you guys at all. Okay. Okay. So 1023, we got an alligator off an anteater north of Beer Town on 43 would translate to pay attention. There's a tire in the road off of a Kenworth T600 north of Milwaukee on I-43. Never would have gotten half of that. Man, um, we were so close, Maria. Gosh, darn oh, it. Oh, wow. We're so good at this game. I, I hope I didn't make this too hard. No, it's better yeah, if it's hard, uh, truly and honestly. I'm ready. Let's go. You're the worst type of professor, Marcus, and I'm the best type of professor because I make my learning easy for people, but you make it hard. You make it difficult for the students in the class, and you want to fail us. Yeah. I like a good challenge. I had a couple professors like that, and while I didn't like the grade that they gave me, they were always cool dudes, so I would hang out yeah. with those guys. This one, probably going to be a little bit harder. Yeah. Brush your teeth and comb your hair yardstick 10 to the driver hauling fence post holes back out of it. 
I don't think brush your teeth and comb your hairs. Is that like, is that like slang? Is that all slang? So it's yeah. like be brush prepared, teeth, like get ready. That's you're, you're on the right track. Okay. Uh, get ready. And then there's something about hair. fence post holes. Yes. The to hell? the driver hauling fence post holes back out of it. Uh, is that like driving steel? I want you to think really hard about this because you just told me how easy you make learning for all your students, Professor Pickle Park. Fence post holes. Fence post holes. Holes, not post. Okay, holes. Fence post Again, holes. Again, not auditory whatsoever. <laughs> what in the world is a fence post hole got to do with trucking? Okay, so brush your teeth and comb your hair yardstick 10 to the driver hauling fence post holes back out of it. This would say there's an officer shooting radar ahead at milepost 10 to the driver with an empty load slow down fence post holes you guys are just air okay there's nothing the fence post holes a way, it's a fun way truckers would say that you're empty that. <laughs> this yeah is crazy. It, it is it's a long way to say that you're empty is i'm hauling fence post holes or i'm hauling you know fence post hole filler you know that type of stuff so i wanted to learn spanish in like high school but they should have had like a cb slang class in high school too i guess i might have taken that sentence number three <laughs> 1033, there's a 1070 at Yardstick 81 Pickle Park. What's your 20? Pickle Park is a truck stop where a lot of lizards frequent. But, That's all I know. And we, we just learned about the mile marker situation. That's Yardsticks, yeah. right? So I'm kind of trying to blend our lessons so, in here yeah. together. But then the 10, the 10 codes. Repeat one more time. 1033, there's a 1070 at Yardstick 81 Pickle Park. What's your 20? You guys have to know what what's your 20 means. Yeah, like where what's your location? Where are you? There you go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's I, I didn't but that one was 1033. I don't know 1033 though at all. Or 1070. Uh, this one's pretty it's pretty easy when you if you know those codes which a lot of people Is there a cop? No. Uh it, oh. the 1033 refers to emergency traffic. They say 1033 oh. if there's emergency traffic and 1070 is your code for fire. So this would translate to emergency traffic. There's a fire at the milepost 81 rest stop. Oh. We're getting better, Maria, but we still suck. <laughs> this seems so complicated. <laughs> oh, it trust me. It, these two, these last two, I really went just full bore on. It's make or break, pass or fail time, okay? Here we go. Here we go. A grossed out bulldog in Georgia overdrive just took 17 lollipops out with his juice box. Okay. So that's a heavy Mac. That's a heavy Mac truck, an oversized uh, Mac, or like and, a Mac driving an oversized load. And he took out um, cars in an accident. Yes. No. Nope. Close. I mean, you're you're thinking down the right track, but okay. Repeat. Repeat. A grossed out bulldog in Georgia overdrive just took out seventeen lollipops with his juice box. Oh, lollipops. Seventeen lollipops. So I'm thinking like street signs. You're close. You're getting there. Uh, Tell me about Georgia Overdrive. Do you guys know anything about Georgia Overdrive? Georgia it's not Overdrive. Atlanta, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so this one goes, a grossed out bulldog, Caleb is correct. If you're grossed out, you're overweight, and a bulldog is a Mack truck. That's, that's cool. exactly right, so good job there. Uh, now, Georgia Overdrive refers to when you're going down a hill, you just put the truck in neutral. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah, you kind of let the weight carry you. Dangerous way oh. to drive, not recommended. Um, and then lollipops are going to be like the reflectors on the side of the road. Okay. Mm. And a juice box is uh, basically a truck that's hauling perishable liquids, mostly juice, milk, that type of thing. So an overweight Mack truck going downhill in neutral just took out 17 highway reflectors with his tanker truck that's hauling perishables. I feel like we did okay. You did pretty good. I would give us a C maybe on that. Okay, that's, that's a passing plus. grade. We did okay. Yeah, C's get degrees. Now comes extra credit, you guys, and that's right, and I am a proof of that sitting right here in front <laughs> of you. 10-5, um, I'm 10-8 with 10-17, that is 10-30. This is 10-35 and 10-12. I'll be 10-7 until 10-99, 10-10. Okay, uh, well, this is an easy one, obviously. Uh, I did hear one that we heard before. I'm sitting in the bayou uh, looking for the Oscar. What is it? The Oscar Wienermobile. And uh, I like uh, and I like lot lizards. Is that right? 
very close. Something's on fire. I feel like something's on fire in this one. No, nothing, nothing is on fire, but there may be some nefarious activity. I'll give it to you one more time, Maria. Then you're going to have to give me a guess like Caleb just did. Just a Got convoluted it. mud of things. 10-5, <laughs> I'm 10-8 with 10-17. That is 10-30. This is 10-35 and 10-12. I'll be 10-7 until 10-99, 10-10. This man had too many Pop Rocks at his Fuel Island stop. And he's um, he's looking for, you said there's no fire, but I still think there's fire. So he's looking for a fire. <laughs> he's going to put it out with his self-employment contract, 1099. And um, that's all. I'm out. Okay. N- just way off, both of you. Not even close. But <laughs> I'll tell you what oh it my is gosh. here. This, to say 10-5, I'm 10-8 with 10-17. That is 10-30. This is 10-35 and 10-12. I'll be 10-7 until 10-99, 10-10. Relay this message. I am in service with urgent business that does not conform to FCC regulations. This is confidential information, and I will have visitors present. I'll be ending transmission until the mission is completed. Transmission completed. That is some spy shit. Right? (laughs) What is happening? This is is a James Bond movie. Where's the fire? (laughs) I wanted more fire. Learn your 10 codes, kids. You can say almost anything to somebody with somebody else in the room and have them not understand it. The ten, the That's CB ten true. codes are are really amazing. I had so much fun with this, you guys. This is the most fun I've ever had doing homework. Is just trying to confuse you guys with shit that would never happen. I feel thoroughly confused. I'm not taking your class again. CB radio one hundred and one class dismissed. Gosh, that was terrible, Maria. I can't I can't sit through class again. Usually Marcus is the one ready to get out of class, but today it was me. Hey, Caleb, how does it feel to fail? Uh, this is the first thing I've ever failed in my life, I think. Um, Other than your sleep so study during the tornado? That's true. Yeah, that's oh. right. I've failed two things now in my life, and you <laughs> unplugged OTR audience. No, both of them. So welcome to my life. But I was thinking while Marcus was saying all those things and weird words, like, what else is there that's not in the CB dictionary that should be in there? And I have a few because there's things I see on the road, even as a four-wheeler, where I'm like, man, this is, this is, there needs to be a word for this. There needs to be a phrase for this because it pisses me off or it frustrates me. Do you guys feel the same way? Yeah, I went about it from kind of a, a little bit of a different view where I tried to give mine a theme. But yes, I, I 100% think that the uh, the vocab for CB radio should be expanded for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's its own language, basically. So what do you have? Like, what do you think should be in service that isn't currently? Okay, so I came up with like... I'm so ready for this. Five, five phrases that I think should should be a thing. The first one is, and I hate this, when there's like a car or a truck shining their LED lights into my soul. Like, do you ever see those worst feelings? Those people that just have these like LED bright lights on their vehicles, and I say we should call that a free X-ray. Like, it's yeah. it's a free X-ray. A free you know? X-ray? That's great. I like that one. It is. I've looked down and seen my bones through my skin when people have brighted yeah. me with their LEDs before. So I I, oh I agree gosh. with that one. Book it. Yep. Okay. We're booking it. It's in the dictionary. Uh, this is my favorite one. And I I think it's great because uh, I have this problem a lot. I actually do speed a little bit and I don't, my parents, please don't be listening to this, but I'm sorry, mom. But I do speed a little bit. When I see like a soccer mom who has a Ford Explorer that resembles a state trooper, I get a little nervous. Do you ever have that feeling where you're like, uh oh, there's the Ford, there's the Ford Explorer, right? Every day. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. I've never Every actually brake checked anybody on purpose. Every time I've brake checked somebody, it's because I saw that Ford, that Ford Explorer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A Ford Explorer. But then it turns out it's not a state trooper. Well, it's just a soccer mom. And so I think we should call those vehicles turf tits. Turf tits. I'm, hmm. I approve. Okay, cool. That's all. I didn't know you were going to be able to shoehorn the word tits into this, but you found a way to do I it, did. buddy. I did. Turf tits. Truckers, please start using that because it is. It, it should catch on for sure. I'll be saying it. I think this one maybe is already slang. I don't know. But when you're driving over the speed limit because you've got a shit, I think that should be just called as you got to log an entry. Like, I got, I got to get, I got to get going. I got to log an entry. Also known as a ten two hundred. That one's cute. Uh, that one, yeah. that one is nice. It's a, it's a longer way to say ten two hundred, which I like. Not everybody knows their ten codes. That one seems a little bit more universal. Yeah, 
we got to log an entry. Then when four-wheelers are merging at the last minute, when they saw the road close sign like two miles back, I don't think there's a phrase for that, is there? Not that I know of. Dickhead. Okay, so <laughs> I I'm I propose we call them small dick ricks. And okay. small dick ricks. Because they have because they have small dicks. And you know, you see that Ford F two fifty going ahead and trying to race ahead and be like, I'm gonna cut you off the last minute. Man, that's a small dick rick ahead. Be careful. <laughs> I like how All we were golden. both kind of thinking with the same idea there is like that person is the worst oh, you can call them anything that just refers to them as the worst but i like a small dick rick cool that came out weird i wish i wouldn't have said that on record <laughs> marcus likes a small dick rick <laughs> it will live on for eternity for sure bumper stickers um, and all and my my last one was much more pg um and so this last one is when there's a good boy a dog with its head sticking out the window we can call it a flap and floof a I keep repeating my favorite ones because they're just too good. You just be like, hey, did you hear that duck daddy? Did you see that duck daddy? It's a flapping floof. <laughs> a flapping floof, duck daddy. I like it. That's a wholesome one. That's a good one right there. Flapping floof. Turf tits is still my favorite, but you know, flapping floof is good too. Uh, you get yourself into a road trip with your uh, flapping floof. You run into a small dick Rick and some turf tits out there. You might just have yourself kind of a hairy road trip. <laughs> Did you guys have any like to back these up at all that were that should be added to the dictionary? I feel like I can't follow that up. I'm leaving it to Marcus for this one. <laughs> Mine, yours are definitely uh, better thought out as far as like what actually happens in a trucker's day, Caleb. Mine are just me mm. thinking that if I gave this a theme, I could make it kind of cool. Uh, I, I, I like music a lot. I'm, uh, I'm kind of an old school punk rocker and I like a lot of pop punk and rock music. So um Mine are all kind of going to be themed in that vein. So, like, for instance, a Fallout Boy, that's somebody hauling nuclear material, right? Oh. That's, that's a Fallout Boy. Uh, Green Day, hey, it's Green Day. That's a Payday. I see this theme here oh, already. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You like it so far? What a great theme. Uh, how about a lag wagon? Uh, that's a slowly aging trucker. Somebody that's getting up there in years, but they're still running strong, you know? Lag wagon. Anybody? We love to see it. We love Caleb, these it. are bands that play music. Yeah, you, you, I don't listen to <laughs> right over that his kind head. of music. <laughs> right Okay, this one will get you, because I know you know these guys. Uh, you've heard of Blink-182. It's one of my favorite bands, probably my favorite all-time band. I instead decided to kind of mix it with the 10 codes. So this is a Blink-1082, and that's a trucker that left and then came back, like uh, like Tom from the band. Oh, okay. Okay. Wow. So yeah, again, I've never listened to Blink whatever they're called, but I've heard of them. Blink 182? Did you say Blink whatever they're called? You actually didn't know the three numbers? I don't know it. What is it? 82? 182? 182. How do we kick him out of a of a, a recording session <laughs> that he's hosting, you guys? I don't know how to do that. Is there a code that <laughs> I can gonna type in? I'm going to sick the turf tits nope. on him. I'm the boss. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I also have a Foo Fighter. Uh, that's a trucker with a stomach bug. Also a phenomenal yeah. band. I, I'm sure yes. they are. And finally... Uh, the last one I came up with is an Iron Maiden. I feel like that's what we should call female truckers. That's an Iron Maiden. That's Ooh. a good one. I like right? that. That one kind of makes sense. It's also a little bit more 80s glam metal than the, than the rest of it. But uh, there you have it. I, I, I wanted to do a theme. I felt like this works out. So just start calling out all your favorite band names and, and making them mean something. It's the best <laughs> thing you can do on the road. Okay, Dr. Duck Daddy, you got it. Dr. Duck Daddy, now he's official. Because he's our professor today. Hey, that's enough about secular music. We got to get out of here. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Unplugged OTR. Remember to tell us your stories at sayhi.chat forward slash OTR. Again, that's sayhi.chat forward slash OTR. Or find us on social media channels. If you want to hear more about driving jobs at H&M, find them at hmtrucking.com or on Facebook. Tune in next time and keep the shiny side up, drivers.